What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sport. Jamoke Davis here with you. Got some things to get off my chest. Got my gut check picks. We're going to get into that later for week eight in the NFL. The Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving sagas continue. We'll talk about that. And the World Series. It's tied up. One game apiece as the series is going to shift to Atlanta. I've got some thoughts on that after two games. So I gotta kind of figure out where I want to start. Um, with the NBA there was a story that came out by the Griot on Tuesday that Floyd Mayweather backs Kyrie Irving on the vaccine saying that quote an enslaved mind follows the crowd he also went on to say one man can lead a revolution to stand up and fight for what's right End quote. Now, to me, in a tweet by Floyd Mayweather, he said, choice is defined as an act of selecting or making a decision when faced with two or more possibilities. America gave us a choice to take the vaccine or not take the vaccine. As time moves on, that choice is gradually being stripped from us. I hate, I just don't like continuing to talk about it, but I can't ignore it. First of all, it's okay that Floyd Mayweather has this stance and talking about the freedoms and we live in America and we have the choice to take the vaccine or not. America's a land of the free. But I also think that those choices have consequences. Now, as far as I have seen, taking the vaccine doesn't seem to have a health consequence the same way that not taking the vaccine and getting COVID does. You could say it remains to be seen that they're going to need more research and data to know if the vaccine is bad for us which I've never had a doubt in my mind that it's that I shouldn't take it. I should take the vaccine. I want to be healthy. I want to live. I don't want any long-term effects from COVID. But I also think in this instance, Floyd Mayweather is not on a team. He doesn't know what it's like to be on a team. Now, I understand family comes first, and that's your choice and right. If you choose to not get vaccinated, and that means maybe the rest of your family may get COVID, that is a possibility. But for Kyrie Irving, this Floyd Mayweather, well, for one, you've made all your money. I don't know if he's going to fight again. But he boxes for himself. 
I guess you say he boxes for his family, but he doesn't have teammates the same way that go out and play a game and look and see that one of their teammates is not there. There's also a different level of power. If Floyd Mayweather said, oh, I want to box, the WBO or whatever boxing association is not going to stop him from boxing. But obviously the state of New York, and also if he plays in California, saying, hey, you can't play. We will not allow you to play in New York. And I think that's okay. This battle has engulfed all of us. It really has. And now I think it is time, at least in terms of the state of New York, that Brooklyn's got to find a suitor to take Kyrie Irving. It's the best thing for them. It really is. And as we stick with the NBA, the I will continue to say that the best possible trade I see is to the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons goes to the Brooklyn Nets. Hopefully he's mentally prepared to play with the Nets. And Kyrie Irving gets to go to a state and a city that does not have the restrictions on unvaccinated people. He can play more. You look at some of the, the, the big games yesterday. The Heat beating Brooklyn. Not that if Kyrie was on the team that they would have won, but I think they miss a point guard. There's no doubt about that, that they miss a point guard, and they need one. I watched Atlanta beat New Orleans. That was a good game. Saw Zion, unfortunately, sitting on the sidelines, which is really sad. He looks a lot bigger, too. Hopefully he'll get healthy. There were some in just weird games to me. I feel like this is a sign that this season, early on signs, this season is going to be different. I think it's more even than it's ever been. I mean, Cleveland crushed the Clippers. Well, I guess crush is strong, but, you know, Clippers are the Clippers. And they miss Kawhi, but... That was a tough loss. Oklahoma City Thunder beating the Lakers. Like, what's up with the Lakers? I think that's going to be constantly a thing that is discussed all season. Harrison Barnes with the buzzer beater as the Sacramento Kings beat Phoenix. What has gotten into Harrison Barnes? Without even looking at it, I'm just like, okay, this must be a contract year. I should look at it and see. It's got to be. It's got to be. Minnesota beating Milwaukee. Carl Anthony Towns, D'Angelo Russell. I mean, what's going on with the Wolves youngsters? Anthony Edwards. 
They beat Giannis in the Bucks, even with Giannis having 40 points. It's a good young squad in Minnesota. The question is, who's for real? Not in a game-to-game basis. But again, looking at the team futures. Right now, could you put a dollar on the Bulls at plus 2,000? 20 to 1 that the Bulls can win the Eastern Conference. They're undefeated. They had a decent roster. Who knew that two of the Ball brothers would be leading the Bulls and Hornets at the top of the East at 4-0 for the Bulls, as I mentioned, and the Hornets at 4-1. The top six early seeding is Bulls, Hornets, Knicks, Heat, Wizards, Hawks. And then you got Bucks, Cavs, Sixers, and Raptors in the playing game. And I know it's ridiculous to even think about it that way. But at the same time, you know, if you think about when you can throw a flyer on a team, when a team is down, this might be the best time to get your bet in to win the conference or the division. Not so much NBA title. You know, you think things are going to shake out and some of the teams will rise back to the top like the Nets. No, it's not a situation where it's like dire straits. But you know Brooklyn is missing Kyrie. And right now, if the playoffs started today, they would not be in the playoffs. But I'm not going to get in too much of the hyperbole about that. But there are some good odds you can get on division winners if you're just like, okay, maybe. I mean, you can even get the Suns at 15, excuse me, the Clippers at 15 to 1 to win the Pacific Division. That's that's a decent bet. The Clippers? In the Atlantic Division, you get the Knicks at plus 1,600, 16 to 1. The Hornets at 15 to 1 to win the Southeast Division. The cream may rise to the top. I'm just simply saying that if there's ever a time to try to get some of your long shot bets going, assuming that you are looking at what's happening right now in the standings. Now is the time to just jump on it. You know, you think about in the EPL when when Leicester City was winning early and people were like, eh, I don't know. Let's put a flyer down while the odds are ridiculous. It's the best thing you can do. If it's, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, like I do my NFL picks, your NBA gut check picks. Who do you think realistically could still hold on to a top spot. Could you see the Minnesota Timberwolves at 65 to 1 winning the Northwest Division? Seems like a really long shot. They are 3 and 1 right now behind the Warriors and Jazz. The Jazz are favored to win that Northwest at minus 425, but sometimes 
you have a run that you didn't expect. See what happens. You know, you take it week to week. I feel you on that. Like, okay, slow your roll. Let's not get out of control. You love John Moran. 35 to 1 for them to win the Western Conference. Mavericks 11 to 1. Warriors plus 450. I'm always looking for the long shot. Always. As I mentioned the Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving trade and I was watching the Houston Rockets play. Like, man, how can you just leave John Wall on the bench? Almost $50 million. These owners must be making a killing to just not even play them. I mean, to say, oh, we're, we're just rebuilding. So we'll just, you know, put them on the shelf. He's a teacher. He can talk to the young guys, which is good. John Wall has a great basketball mind. I always remember that about, about him during our time together. But it doesn't change the fact that I find it odd that you can just eat $50 million. Just let them sit on the bench. It's a lot of money. I guess when you're a billionaire, it doesn't matter. But with my triangle, or square, actually, because I had Markel Fultz in there as well, there's some trade to be had in there. You got three all-star point guards in Kyrie, Simmons, and Wall that all want new homes. Hopefully you could make a deal. And I think Wall may be best in New, in New York, in Brooklyn. No, he doesn't have the greatest of jump shot, but he can still hit the shot. It's not like he can't shoot at all, like Ben Simmons, who refuses to shoot. John definitely won't refuse to shoot the ball. But he doesn't need to. It's not a good fit. Maybe it's not. But just saying, it's a possibility. What are the possibilities in Major League Baseball with the World Series? The games are tied at one apiece for Houston and Atlanta. As the World Series moves to Atlanta after two games in Houston. As I mentioned in my previous show and I tweeted out yesterday, kind of rooting for Houston. Why am I rooting for Houston? Shout out to Matt Blum, a former employee that I worked with. But really is Dusty Baker. I want to see Dusty get that World Series ring. He's such a beloved manager. I don't even want to say he's underrated, but he's never won the World Series. As I watched the game yesterday, Altuve hitting a home run out. These guys are never going to get away from the cheating scandal. If they win here, I think that they do. I think that it will never leave them, but I think that they will have proved something. They will have proved something that they can win without cheating. 
The reason I say that is because of Dusty Baker. It would have been unacceptable. He was the best manager for the Astros. That's my... Because he is maybe the most respected manager in baseball. The players have played well for him. The players of every team that Dusty Baker has has been on has not all been great teams, but I think the level of respect is there. And I'm sure he gets this a lot. But I think it's funny, the headline that when I was reading some of the stories and I was on MLB.com and it said, Siri at the center of Houston's feeding frenzy. Of course, it made me think of Apple. Hey, Siri. But that's not, of course, what they were talking about. They were talking about the backup outfielder, Jose Siri, who beat out a dribbler to first base, and apparently that galvanized the Astros. It got him going, seeing his hustle. I like hustle, too. I also get to give a shout-out to Charlie Morton to play on the broken leg in game one. The Braves won that game in Houston. That was just amazing. He threw 16 pitches on a broken leg. A broken leg. We'll see what that does to the Braves to see if, you know, not having a player of his caliber to be able to go to, pitching's getting thinner and thinner. Not that it's great for the Braves either, but we'll see. It's heating up, as they say in the, well, I guess that's the NBA. But I think this series, and I hope it does, I think this can go seven games. I really think this can go seven games. Now, the Braves didn't have to go the distance in any of their series leading up to this World Series, and neither did Houston. So there's something to be said for that. But their lineups are just out of this world. That even if they don't have the pitching, I mean, for the Braves, Rosario, Rosario, Riley, Soler, Jock Peterson, Freddie Freeman, Albies, Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Correa, Brantley. I mean, there's a reason why these games are going six, you know, six two, the Braves won the first game, seven two, the Astros won in the second game. And if I'm betting, the game is tomorrow. The Astros are favored at minus one and a half with Luis Garcia on the mound versus Ian Anderson. Who has the momentum? I think going back to Atlanta, I think I'll take the Braves at that plus one and a half. Minus 190 is the run line. Money line minus 110 for both the Astros and the Braves. Over under at eight runs? I'll take the over on that one. And I'll take the Astros. I still think the Astros will win it. And I'll be happy for Matt. And, this, and 
especially Dusty Baker. Then he'll go to San Diego and they'll win the World Series next year. That's what I think will happen. What do I think will happen in the National Football League? We got Week 8 coming up. I'm back on ColorCast with Dexter Henry for the Steelers game. That'll be exciting. 1 o'clock game, Pittsburgh at Cleveland in First Energy Stadium. I got to be ready for that one. That should be a good one. Without Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, surprisingly, the Cleveland Browns won last week with Case Keenum under center. It's kind of unexpected, but Denver isn't really a great team. Remains to be seen. What'll happen with the Browns? The Steelers having the coming off of their bye week. Hopefully they have not lost uh, any momentum. That's what you hope. There's a lot of unfortunate bad news in the NFL right now. I mean, you got the Washington football team investigation. J.J. Watt looks like he's done again for the season, which is a shame. It's one of the reasons why Houston was like, yeah, we can move on from J.J. Watt. He's, He's injured too much. He's just not the same. And what happens? He gets injured again. There is a concern. I see it happening that there's a trend. COVID is starting to pick up in the NFL. What will happen? Now we've got a game coming up between the Packers and the Cardinals. The Packers have some COVID issues. The NFL literally is just, I mean, no one's done with COVID, but I feel like we're starting to hear a little bit more. Devontae Adams may not be playing tonight. Not may not. Won't be playing tonight. The Cardinals are deal- we're dealing with that too. But this is a fun Thursday night game. I'm really looking forward to it. Now before I but before I get to my gut check picks, shout out to Mike Tomlin. His post-game press conference. I'll get more into that with Dexter Henry tomorrow on our Steelers show. Not Yin's regular Steelers show. We do that on ColorCast app tomorrow at 1 o'clock. But I want to touch on Deshaun Watson. And there have been rumors about a trade, possibly to Miami or the Carolina Panthers. And I just don't think that Deshaun Watson should be playing. He just simply should not be playing. I think it is quite interesting if you go on NFL.com that you don't really see that as a headline. The headline, at least when you're looking at the Dolphins, is more about Tua Tagovailoa and the trade rumors, but not putting Deshaun Watson's name on the website in a headline. 
Why? Because the NFL really doesn't want to have Deshaun Watson play. I truly believe that. It's not about that he's guilty. It's innocent until proven guilty. But the perception, the public relations backlash that you would get from giving Deshaun Watson a chance to play is, is just wrong. It's simply wrong. And to see that teams are even contemplating trading for him, that alone says, well, we don't care enough about even the allegations that it's worth it for us to take that gamble that either the backlash won't be as severe as we think it is or that they feel like Deshaun Watson is innocent. He has 22 civil lawsuits against him. 22. And the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, wants clarity on where the case is. I imagine the Carolina Panthers wants that too. But why even do that? There's just simply no real positive end game for Deshaun Watson. And he just shouldn't play. And even then, if they settle out of court, it still doesn't mean that he will be out of the, the spotlight for this alleged sexual misconduct. That's always going to be over his head. So you're still going to get backlash. It's just not worth it. And if I'm a team in NFL, I don't make that trade. Houston's just going to another player, not the same reasons as the Houston Rockets, but another player in Houston that you're just going to have to eat the money. The Houston Rockets want to sit John Wall because they are in a rebuild and want to see the young players play. Houston just simply cannot play Deshaun Watson. And they're asking price for him. While if it wasn't for the allegations, well, they wouldn't be trading if it was it was for the allegations. The bottom line is that they are right in what they're asking for because of his talent, but not because of the cloud hanging over his head with these 22 civil lawsuits alleging sexual misconduct. I personally would not be surprised if his career is done. It's over. Because if you settle these cases out of court, you're almost, in some ways, I feel like you, you're basically saying, yeah, I did it. I'm just paying them off. And the PR nightmare from that, it just, it's not worth it. And it's unfortunate. It really is. All right. What will be unfortunate is if one of these weeks, I don't have a perfect I really, really am hoping that one of these 17 weeks in the NFL, I will have a perfect record. But here I go again with my gut check picks for week eight in the NFL. Now, this is my birthday week, so it would be great if I win my parlay. That would be a wonderful birthday gift. 
but I know it's not going to be easy. So here we go. First up, Thursday night, Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals. I am taking the Green Bay Packers. They are the underdog at plus six and a half. They don't have Devontae Adams. So why am I going to take the Green Bay Packers? I think the game will be closer because there is one Mr. Aaron Rodgers and there's nothing that he would like more than to take down the undefeated Arizona Cardinals. And they don't have J.J. Watt on defense. They don't have J.J. Watt on defense. I'm taking a gamble there and I'm taking the Packers to beat the Cardinals. Small gamble. Cincinnati Bengals at the Jets. Yeah, you know what I'm taking there. The Cincinnati Bengals. Titans at the Colts. Oh, by the way, the Bengals are favored at minus 10 and a half. Yeah, you can't go wrong with taking the Bengals. Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. Now, that's this is going to be a tough game. The Colts are favored at minus one and a half. The game's at one o'clock. Indianapolis is coming off of a sloppy win in San Francisco due to weather. Do they come back home and beat the Titans? I say yes, but it's going to be a close game. Dolphins at the Bills. Bills are favored at minus 13 and a half. Yeah, there's no way Miami's winning that game. I'm taking Buffalo. The LA Rams at the Houston Texans. Again, there's no way Houston is good without Deshaun Watson. They're just not good. I'm going with the Rams in that game. They are favored at minus 14 and a half. Oh, boy. Uh, Eagles at Detroit. Can Detroit get this win? Their first win at home versus the Eagles. No, it's not going to happen. I'm taking the Eagles. They are favored at minus three and a half. Steelers at the Browns. Can the Browns beat the Steelers without Baker Mayfield? Right? He's not going to play. There's no way he's playing. I haven't seen anything that says he's going to play. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers to win in Cleveland. Panthers, Falcons. This is a tough game for me. Falcons are favored at minus three. The Panthers have definitely gone in the other direction as a team. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the Carolina Panthers have lost four in a row. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to win that game. The 49ers at the Bears. 49ers did not look good in Jimmy Garoppolo's return at home. But the Bears, they're even a worse team. I know it's West Coast team coming to Midwest, not exactly East. But I'm still going with the 49ers. They are favored at minus four. Patriots at the Chargers. At first I was like, oh, this is kind of a tough game after the way the Patriots played last week. They looked... They were dominating, but it wasn't against the team, the caliber of the Chargers. I'm taking the Chargers at home to win that game. Jaguars at Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks to win that game. They're at home. There is no Russell Wilson, but I don't think on the other side of the ball, Urban Meyer will have his team ready to play. It is West Coast to East Coast. Don't know if that matters nearly as much. I'm taking the Seahawks. Buccaneers at the Saints. And by the way, Seahawks are favored at minus three. Buccaneers at the Saints. Now the Buccaneers are favored at minus five and a half. The Saints, 
They don't have Drew Brees at quarterback. I'm taking the Buccaneers to win again. The Washington football team at the Denver Broncos, I don't know what to make of this game. I really don't. Washington has not played well. They are 2-5 and five on the season. They've lost three in a row. But the Denver Broncos aren't exactly better. They are 3-4 and four in the season. They've lost four in a row. But they are at home. So I am taking the Broncos to win that game. Dallas Cowboys at the Vikings. The Cowboys are favored at minus 2.5. I am going to take the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Vikings in Minnesota. In the last game, Giants at Chiefs. I'm taking the Chiefs to bounce back and win that game. That's a Monday nighter. That's kind of a dud. Not really excited about it. But I think that the Chiefs, you know, even despite not knowing what's going to happen or with Andy Reid, he knows how to play well against the Giants and the NFC East from all of his years as the Eagles uh, excuse me, head coach. And then the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, he took a shot to the head in the last game. I'd be curious, you know, how well, how healthy he is going into this game. But the Giants had two and five. Not a very good team. So there's my picks. I've got Packers, uh, money. I'm going by the money line. Packers, Bengals, Colts, Bills, Rams, Eagles, Steelers, Falcons, Niners, Chargers, Seahawks, Buccaneers, Broncos, Cowboys, and Chiefs. And that'll do it for my gut check picks for week eight in the NFL. Hope you enjoy the weekend. Hope you do well with your picks. If you want more insight and help you making a more informed bet, go to PropsHQ.com where you can learn, wager, and win. They have all of the links to sports books and some tips for you uh, to help you. Kind of like when you're deciding if you're going to go with that money line or take the favorite or take the road dog. Props HQ can help you there. And then also, you got that opportunity, you want to hear somebody else call the Steelers at Browns, then check Dexter Henry and myself out on ColorCast apps available in the iTunes store. Hopefully you'll give us a listen and you'll like us too. That'll do it for Just for Sport. Have a good day, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Ciao for now.